512 grueling miles and 31,000 feet of climbing, plus headwinds through a lot of that, was the challenge for racers of the Hoodoo 500 event recently, taking riders through the beautiful state of Utah, including Red Canyon, Bryce Canyon, the Grand Staircase, Escalante, and Cedar Breaks. On today's episode, we'll be chatting with the solo division winner of this year's Hoodoo 500, Giovanni Prosperi, an Italian ultra cyclist who now resides in the U.S. I'm your host, Justin Tu. Let's roll. Hey, Ultra family, Justin Tu here, your host of the Ultra Cycling Show. Thanks for tuning in for today's fun episode with an Italian ultra racer, Giovanni Prosperi. Giovanni, thanks for joining me on the show today. Hello, thank you, Justin, uh, for inviting me. It's an honor and a pleasure for me to be with you. So, Giovanni, you recently moved from Italy, if I'm understanding correctly. When was that? Yes, uh, it was um, uh, on June of uh, last year, 2019. Okay. And where were you living before in Italy? I was living in a little town that is uh, south of Rome and north of uh, Naples, close the, to the Apennini Mountains. Mm. They are uh, in the middle of Italy. They, they run from north to south. I would like to, before we continue on with the Hoodoo 500, just go through a quick sprint round of questions. A series of questions, just to get to know you in a bit of a nutshell, you could answer in just a few sentences. That way we can all get to know you. My first question for you, Giovanni, is how long have you even been riding bicycles? Serious riding uh, was when I quit smoking. Mm. Uh, we did uh, of 2016. Right, okay. So you've been riding since... Before that, uh, like one year, because I bought my first uh, road bike for my 40-year-old uh, uh, birthday. And uh-huh. that was in 2015. So oh, okay. five years ago. I'm 45 now. Ah, okay. And, Very good. F- f- first year uh, was just riding around. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Right, right. Then... Uh, I had a little accident, and then I started again in the summer of 2016, and I decided to serious training like in November 2016. Okay, very good. So you've been riding bicycles and been an ultra cyclist for just a few years, but have accomplished a lot. You have a bicycle. Uh, do you uh, ride just one bicycle for an event like the Hoodoo 500? Yes, I, I, but I think I need another one. So, okay. <laughs> so I'm buying another. Yes, because my bicycle is just for, it's, let's say, a high climbing bicycle. I need like something more for flat room. Mm, right. Uh, yes, especially for my hands. Uh, something with the, the aero bus causing. Right, right. Yeah. My hands my, my are suffering. My yes. hands are suffering a lot. I, I still have sore hands after uh, a week. 
Yeah, it's incredible that looking at this photo of your bicycle, very nice bicycle, but incredible that you've done you. so much in so few years and riding a bicycle without aero bars where most people riding these multi-day events do use aero bars. So well done on that. My next question for you, Thank Giovanni, you. is what bicycle Thank computer you. do you use? Do you use a Garmin or Wahoo or any others? No, uh, I use uh, Brydon at the moment. Because oh, okay. they have a very um, long last uh, battery. I don't know how to say it. Yet. Right. I, I think I said it in the product way. Mm -hmm. I use also sometimes the, the stage, uh, the dash mm -hmm. from uh, by stage uh, side. Okay. Now, what's your favorite ride snack, Giovanni, whether you're training or riding something like Hoodoo? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. The, the sandwich is uh, that my wife is uh, <laughs> preparing for me. Okay. The cheese, the vegan cheese sandwich. Ah, okay, sounds good. <laughs> Excellent. What's your favorite ride hydration? Uh, Gatorade usually, but um, we're using a scratch too lately. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I quite enjoy scratch. Okay, now how about after a big ride like the Hoodoo 500, what's your favorite post-ride meal? A uh, protein shake. Vegan protein shake. Oh, okay. Vegan protein <laughs> shake. Awesome. Now... With, with soy milk. Mandatory with soy milk. Okay. Vegan protein shake with soy uh, milk. Fantastic. Yes, and I had uh, granola. Too, oh, granola. Sometimes. Okay. That yeah. sounds very yeah. good. Now, Giovanni, do you prefer the climbs, descents, rollers, or the flats? Lately, uh, in an ultra-race climbing. Mm. If I have to, to pick in an ultra-race climbing. Mm. But uh, usually when I'm trying, mm, training a descent, if I <laughs> no, just descent, I'd be happy. But in an ultra-race uh, climbing, but I think for the edge, because it's uh, the only moment uh, that my edge uh, can, can rest a little bit. Mm. I go my, my pace, climbing, uh, I'm happy climbing. Mm. I'm not so fast climbing. I'm happy doing that. <laughs> okay, cool. Now, when do you enjoy riding the most? During the fall, the winter, spring, or summer? Uh, when it's very warm. Okay. So it's a warm weather. The, the, the warmer, the, the better. Yeah. <laughs> what, so what's, that, your, what's your maximum speed going down a hill? Do you know? Like, uh, I think uh, I can touch uh, 50 miles per hour. Okay. No, no more than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's very steep. Right, right, right. Now, what, what's and your favorite? Please. What's your favorite time of day to ride? Uh, in the morning. No, mm -hmm. Not too early in the morning. Mm. Like uh, starting around 9 a.m. If I'm alone and I'm going to drink, 9 a.m. Yeah. It's perfect. Because okay. so, it started to be warm. Yeah, right. Okay, so you're a warm, <laughs> warm weather creature. Do you think ultra cycling requires more physical or mental training? Both. 
Because if your body doesn't help you, you get you cannot go. But uh, also the the mind effort uh, is huge. Because there are certain moments you you just want to go inside the car. (laughs) Please take me home. (laughs) So it's a lot uh, about uh, uh, mind strength. I see. Right, right, right. Now you've Especially done... the second day. The second day is uh, just about mind. Because you're trained. You, you, you know your body is trained to do that. Mm. But it's a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. It's mm. like bearing uh, how much pain you can take. Mm. Yeah, for me lately, it's, um, ultracycling, it's like that. Oh, okay, I can take uh, another 10 hours of pain to take my bike to the finish line. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. It's like that lately. Yeah, no, a very good point. Well said, Giovanni. Last question before we go back to the Hoodoo 500. What's your favorite event out of all the ultras that you've done so far in the last several years? Uh, I cannot pick one. I, I really, uh, these three of the mountain ultra gap, really are so beautiful. Mm. The Silver Seat, Rachel, Ross Oregon, and Ludo 500, they are so in a beautiful environment, so mm. well organized, so it's very difficult to, to pick mm. for me. Also, I have like a sentimental bond with uh, Rachel Gross Italy, because it was uh, my first uh, Ultra signing race, my my first real ultra signing race that uh, right. I, I went to, to yeah. <laughs> I got to the finish line. But here, here in America, it's so beautiful to yeah. to race because you, for me, that time Italian is like buying in a western movie, something mm. like that. It's yeah. it's very very beautiful. Yeah, it's very cool. And anyway, well, anyway, glad to have you. The, Glad to have you here in the U.S. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I wanted to say that really, uh, I want to say it again, the three days of the three days of the Ultra Mountain Cup, they're so well organized. Mm. Very, uh, I have to, to say thanks to the organization, mm. all the three of them. Okay, fantastic. To, Glad. to George, Debbie, and Robert. Yeah. Fantastic. Perfect. <laughs> now, I know you sent me some more information about yourself, your background in ultra cycling, and it looks like you were uh, a smoker until November 2016, at which point you quit. Tell me about that. Yes, I was a big smoker. And <laughs> cycling... Uh, helped me to quit. Uh, the, this thing that I wanted to do, to do good in cycling uh, forced me to, to quit smoking. And I'm very happy for that. Really, really happy. That's incredible. And Giovanni, I have a list here of achievements that you've accomplished, ultra races that you've competed in. Just since then, which is really the end of 2016, so only a few years, 
you have already completed several Everesting challenges. You've also competed in the race across Italy, the 24-hour Del Montello Adriatic Marathon, yes. the Romagna Ultra Race, Silver State 508, and the race across Oregon. So just in a handful of years, you went from being a smoker to competing in some of the most difficult and longest ultra races in the world. Yeah, I, I drink a lot. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's my secret. I, I really train a lot. Like I train uh, 15,000 miles every year. Wow. So, and, and I like very much the sport. It's giving to me something uh, uh, particular. I, I don't know how to describe it. Mm. And also, I have a lot of motivation because uh, I follow a vegan diet mm. and uh, I am. This uh, issue to demonstrate that uh, following a vegan diet, you can uh, be a good uh, uh, sport. Yeah, <laughs> so you can be a good scientist. Yes, so this, this is a very strong motivation for me. Uh, I didn't finish the Adriatic Marathon, was uh, a DNF for me. And also my first race across Italy was a DNF. Mm. I think that uh, ultra cycling is a sport very, very difficult. And especially you need to get a lot of uh, experience. It's not just a physical and mind thing when you're racing, but you need to know yourself very, very well. It's a lot about experience. Right. I, I, I'm sure that maybe I can be uh, stronger, physically stronger than other cyclists, mm. but other ultra cyclists that they have more uh, experience than me, they, they're just much better. They, they're far much better than in this sport. Right. Well, it's incredible what you've accomplished. And Giovanni, a big congratulations to you on your victory at the Hoodoo 500, which was just recently. You took first place in the solo Thank you so much, division. Chelsea. I'm looking here at Th the Thank Hoodoo you so 500 much. website. And if we go to the results actually here, we can see your name listed under the 2020 results page. And here you are, solo men, five, who do 500 nonstop top finishers. And there you are, Giovanni Prosperi. Yeah. 40 hours. <laughs> so that's, that's not a short ride. That's almost two days. And so I'd imagine a lot of climbing, a lot of weather conditions. I think it was the hardest one, but for, for the weather condition. Because the, the first day uh, was raining, a uh, cold rain, not uh, like that little warm rain that uh, mm. I'm used to in the Italian summer. It <laughs> was cold rain because we were always uh, above 6,000 feet of elevation. Oh. So just out of St. George, you started climbing and, and go over 6,000 feet of elevation. So the rain was cold. And then after the rain, it was very warm. Then the rain again. 
And this was very, very hard. Yes, we can see the, the room. Uh, you see, it's always uh, above uh, 2,000 feet, uh, uh, 6,000 feet, or almost 6,000 feet. Then uh, the second day was uh, very hard because uh, I had headwind all the time. Like, like in this, where you, you, you're going now, before the, the last two big climbs, that was this flat. And uh, for me, in ultra cycling, uh, the flat is uh, when I, uh, I can recover a little. No, because climbing is hard and also descending is very hard because after these uh, hours of biking, uh, you have to uh, put a lot of concentration when you're descending. So for me, flat is like, uh, I can recover a little, but it was less impossible because you really, really a lot of headwind all the time. And the headwind at that altitude, it's not like, <laughs> weak wind, <laughs> it's very strong wind. And also when I started climbing, like last year in Silver State, in the 508, we had also a lot of headwind. But climbing was fine. I was like, oh, now I'm starting climbing, so uh, I'm not getting <laughs> this headwind. In order 500, I had headwind, also when I was climbing. And then it was very upsetting. Like uh, on, the on that big climb that we were going uh, close to 10,000 feet of elevation. And at a certain point, I was so desperate that I was very close to start trying. And I was talking with my crew that I have to, to thank it because they, they asked me so much in that moment that to, my stepdaughter, she was so sweet. She she cheered me up uh, in the right way, and uh, so <laughs> I was able to to finish the race. She's uh, on my list now in this pitch. This is my complete crew at the end of uh, of the race. My wife on my right, and my stepdaughter on my left, and uh, above me. Uh, Cassie Schumacher, she was a run finisher, run winner of the RH category in 2013. She was a great help in this race. You know, that, I was talking about the experience and she brought a lot of other experience in me, in my race. And then my two chief, uh, Tommy Bond, that he was in a lot of, yes, you see uh, the guy uh, standing. I, I'm very grateful to him too. A lot of experience, he did a lot of the uh, RAM uh, as a crew uh, member. And uh, it's like, it's not crewing for anybody in this moment, but, uh, he shared this uh, particular friendship with Cassie, and uh, so he decided to, to grow for me. And it, it was uh, really an honor to have both of them uh, in my view. Uh, Cassie, she lives here, Cleveland area, Egron, south of Cleveland. 
and we became friends uh, from last year. We met at uh, the 508, and she's my American ultra cycling uh, mentor. So, <laughs> I'm taking everything again from her. Yeah. She, she, she was a top ultra cyclist. She's not racing lately, but I'm sure that when she decides to get back uh, racing, uh, she, she will do great. Yeah, very cool, Giovanni. Well, thank yes, you thank for you. discussing all of that. Uh, it sounds like it was a very challenging day. And talking about that... No, I, I, I'm just saying the truth. I'm just uh, saying the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, very good. In... <laughs> Going back to the Hoodoo 500, then I see this other photo here. It looks like a fun one. Was this during the ride or was this just before you started? No, no, this is during the ride. This is at the end... Uh, of oh. that, uh, no, at the end, at the beginning of that uh, bike pass uh, that you that is mandatory to get on the bike pass mm. at a certain point of the Wulu 500. There is a mandatory bike pass, so uh, the car cannot uh, follow, cannot leapfrog. Mm -hmm. And it was there at the beginning. Uh, of that one it was the first day, so <laughs> wow. I was still uh, <laughs> in the no pain mood. <laughs> right. Well, very cool. You looked good there. I see this other photo here. You're at the first uh, mountain summit, 9,600 feet, and it looks like it yes. was evening time by the time you arrived there. It was like uh, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. in the morning. Hmm. Wonderful. And then as we saw earlier, here's the second one. This is towards the end of the 512-mile loop. Yeah. It's almost 10,000 feet. This is the, yeah, this is the highest point. Right. This is the highest point. It was oh, okay. very hard to, to get up there. <laughs> yeah. You're looking, you're looking pretty good here. I mean, still have a smile on your face. Because <laughs> I was happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because at that point, uh, I was sure that I was first year, the, the, the second uh, was very far from me, so mm. I said, yeah, it's uh, another hundred miles, but uh, if I can get to the finish line, uh, I'm going to win the race, so I was very happy at that point. Yeah, that's After fantastic. a huge crisis, like uh, two hours before. <laughs> yeah, well, again, uh, congratulations on that. And I have this photo here when you were on the podium collecting your trophy. So that must have been a very yeah. proud moment for you, your crew, and of course, your family. Yeah, I'm very happy. I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. And... Giovanni, going back now to the actual course to take a look at that, I wanted to ask you for your race, uh, how would you rate your performance in this race for yourself on a scale of one to 10, 10 being you felt like you just executed it perfectly and you felt very fit. Uh, how did everything go for you on a scale of one to 10? In this race, I think everything was uh, perfect was very hard, as I told you, was very hard, but almost everything was perfect. Talking with my, my crew, the, the two experts, the eyes of my crew, 
Uh, one thing I can really improve uh, is the, the time of the bike. Mm. I'm, I'm still taking too much time of the bike. Uh, it's, it's my uh, biggest mistake. Let's say mistake. Mm. But I, I, I can get a little bit lazy, especially yeah. <laughs> on the last miles of the race. I, I imagine. Now, how I much, spend too much how time off the bike. Be off the bike. How often would you be stopping in this race? I don't remember. I know that I was like about five hours of the bike. Oh. But very good ultra cyclists that I look to them for a race like this one. They say not more than three hours of the bike. Right. And did you manage to take a sleep break during this race? No, Cassie, Cassie Schumacher, she, she said to me, you can do it without sleeping. Mm. So I didn't sleep. So I'm very happy because it's my first uh, uh, ultra race without sleep. Mm. I didn't sleep at all. And maybe that was the, the key to win uh, the mm. race. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, Johnny, you, you can do it without sleeping. Let's try without sleeping. Yeah. It was hard, but I, when uh, uh, we got to the dome, again, uh, I saw the sunshine. Um, like my, my sleep nets uh, went away. I don't uh, know if I can say sleep nets. Now, did you ever get to any point during the race where you really were feeling sleepy and perhaps even dozing off here and there? Just in the morning of the first day. After that, no. Hmm. Did you take any kinds of supplements like caffeine or maybe coffee, yeah, ca- energy drink? Ca- caffeine, caffeine, just caffeine. Hmm. I, I use gel, uh, the is gel, uh, but mm, I don't like other the energy drinks like uh, Red Bull or things like that. Uh, hmm. uh, I, uh, I never take it. Yeah, yeah. Neither when I'm training or the group rides, uh, I don't do that. Okay. What was what was the 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 best moments in your Hoodoo 500 race, and which ones were the worst moments for you? And the best moment was when I uh, got to the first finish line. <laughs> right. That was the, the best moment. 512 miles from the start. You start and end in St. George, Utah. For those yeah. who don't know, zooming out, it's on the western side of the United States. Now, you live on the eastern side in Ohio currently. Did you drive out or fly out here to Utah? No, no, fly, fly. Okay, great. And so you start in St. We, 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 we fly to, to Las Vegas. And then right. we drove from Las Vegas to, to St. George. Right. And then so in St. George, you start and you do a counterclockwise loop. You do actually, zooming out here, skirt through Arizona just briefly over here around mile 50. And then you keep going yeah. through the different national parks and all the monuments. And of course, there's a lot of climbing, as folks can see on the elevation chart, almost 31,000 feet over the 512 miles. 
And eventually you do make it back to St. George. So getting back to St. George was, of course, the best moment for you. What was the most challenging yeah. time for you in this route? You know, was it a particular uh, mile uh, marker, a certain uh, climb? Yes. Uh, was very challenging from mile 300, so a little bit. Okay, yeah. so around yeah. here. Yeah. It, it is a flat, flat uh, part of the race because mm. I thought uh, that I was going to recover a little bit. Okay. But it was so much headwind that uh, I couldn't. Uh, I, I was so not able to recover nothing. And then uh, climbing to the highest point, uh, it was <laughs> the headwind was even stronger, maybe. Wow. Incredible. So it was a very, very hard and desperate moment for mm. me. And that's a very long yeah. climb to get to the top. Yes, it's like 50 miles climbing. Yeah. Then, uh, you see, after this uh, highest point, there is this other climb that mm. was like a 10 miles climb. For me, it was like, how is <laughs> <laughs> possible another climb so long? And then I, I, I felt pretty good on, after that climb, there was another climb or four, five miles. Mm. Up there, I was uh, feeling very good because we were uh, very close to the finish line. Mm. So, you know, the adrenaline, oh, I'm going to win my first uh, ultra cycling race. It was so, so brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and again, just such a big congratulations because that's a very challenging course. And it sounds like especially at the end there, there was a lot of headwind. And in, in, in climbing for about 50 miles into a headwind, it, it makes what's already difficult even more challenging. So that was a victory very well-deserved, Giovanni. Now, what can we Thank expect you so from much, you? Chad. What is on your roadmap? Your next race is coming up this year or next year? What are you planning? Uh, my, my next race is the, the 508 again, but I'm going there with a relay mixed team. The, the name of the team will be, will be it's Cleveland Blue uh, Irons, Irons, uh, uh, the, the bird, Irons, right. I think it's a right. presentation. Cleveland Blue uh, Irons, yeah. Yes, and uh, we're going to to the 508 with this team. Four, four people, three guys and one girl. Mm. Uh, we're going there. I, I want to uh, finish the, uh, the Mountain Ultra Cup. Mm. So for me, this is my, uh, my achievement for this year. With uh, getting to the finish line, I hope also to <laughs> the 508. Okay. Yeah. Very uh, good. We'll be watching you and showing you on Giovanni, and I'm sure all of your fellow countrymen in it in Italy are watching closely. I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> I have friends that that watching. I have good friends that that watching in Italy. Yeah. And uh, after that, for this year, my season is over, and uh, I'm very happy, you can imagine. I'm very happy that my race season is over. I'm planning to do a virtual everesting for the winter, maybe two, but virtual, on Zwift. 
Okay, and so two virtual races through the winter, and then leading into twenty. Everesting, everesting, everesting. Okay, everesting. Very good. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I have. Uh, I can take it easy. There's uh, there's no body racing with me. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to climb uh, easily. Uh, easily. So it, does, it does sound like you enjoy climbing, which is pretty cool. Now, yeah, of course, but it, it's virtual, you know, it's virtual. It's uh, on Zwift, so right. it, it's, a, it's a little bit easier than in, uh, in real life. Right, and right. then uh, after that, uh, I already registered for the Ram Challenge in Texas. Mm. Uh, it will be at the end of March. Okay. And then for next year, my biggest goal is to take part in a race across West mm. and try to, to get to, finish, to the finish line also in a race across West. Okay, that'll be excellent. Uh, so, raw race across Yeah, the I'm going to be very happy to, to accomplish that. Right. Uh, sure, I didn't understand your last word. Yeah, Can you read it? That is the first third of the race across America. So that'll be a good stepping stone. Yeah. I imagine that then in the next two or three years, you would like to do the race across America? Yes. My, my goal is to do race across America in two years, in 2022. All right. Well, then we'll be fine. We'll see. We'll see. Because yeah, I'm going uh, very fast. Uh, yes. We'll see. Yeah, you're also because I need uh, a team, a crew. Uh, it's very important to to have a very good crew for Race Across America. Yes, that's, that's one of the most important things. But it sounds like you are well on your way. You've accomplished a number of long ultra events, including the 500 plus mile ones, Hoodoo 500, Silver State 508. So you're figuring out a lot when it comes to the training the crew, and also just getting that mental strength for these multi-day events. So it'll be exciting to follow your journey over the next year or two to see you competing on that international stage for Race Across the West and eventually the Race Across America. Now, getting to your training, Giovanni, you said you train 15,000 miles a year, which is a lot, probably at least double, if not triple, what the average cyclist will ride. What does your training look like? from one week to another? Uh, I alternate uh, endurance training, endurance, uh, endurance rides with uh, short rides to, uh, to mine the power, so mm. to try to, to increase my FTP. <laughs> That's awesome. So then you do train with power. Do you do a regular yeah. functional threshold power FTP test? Do you know what your current FTP is? Mm, I think I, I, I'm a little bit low my, my maximum that was uh, this year the, around 300. Now I think I'm at 280, 290. Because, mm. you know, I'm just, after all these races, my power went a little bit down. Right. And uh, my weight is uh, about 70 kilos when uh, I'm uh, very good. <laughs> when I'm following the direction, I want to thank uh, can I, uh, Monique Ryan, my vegan nutritionist. She, she She's uh, one of the 
biggest help for my mm. because uh, uh, following her uh, plan, I managed to lose thirty pounds in uh, like six six months. Wow, that's sure. incredible. Yeah, so 70 kilos yeah, sure. is about 155 pounds for us Americans. So that means uh, you probably have a, quite a good power to weight ratio. Now, how tall are you? I'm uh, six feet tall. Wow, okay. So then a pretty good power. 182, 83, something right, right. like that. Hmm. Incredible. Um, yeah, my ratio is something about. When I'm at the top of my condition is uh, 4.3, 4.4. 4. Wow. I hope I can, I can get to 4.5 uh, next year. We'll see. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And so uh, tell me about your, your sleep, you know, as it relates to your training and your nutrition. You said you do follow strictly a vegan diet. Uh, what does that yes. look like from uh, day to day? How much are you sleeping? What are you eating? I, I sleep uh, like about uh, seven hours uh, every day. Very regularly sleeping. Hmm. I, I go to sleep around uh, 10 p.m. and I wake up around uh, 6 a.m. with my wife. Hmm. <laughs> Just our uh, everyday routine. Yeah. And uh, uh, for eating, I follow this plan eh? and i have uh, four uh, meals uh, per day when i follow after an ultra race i give me a week of relaxation and i eat uh, anything i want <laughs> vegan <laughs> yeah, in yeah. any any moment of the day <laughs> yeah after uh, an ultra race i think that is it and uh, in every meal uh, i think the plan is structured that is very balanced. So I, uh, I take like proteins, carbohydrates, and fat for different, from different sources. Hmm. That's, that's the key, I see. Hmm. What's, your fa- what's some of your favorite foods that you eat? Uh, junk food. Junk food. <laughs> 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 I like it. Vegan sausages with uh, mustard and ketchup hmm. and uh, vegan burgers. Uh, <laughs> you like the, but, the, the Beyond uh, meat burgers or the Impossible no, ones? No, no, I don't like them at all. Because for me, it's, it's meat. I'm vegan since uh, 10 years and vegetarian since uh, 15 years. Wow. So when I tried that, it was meat for me. It was, it was very strange. You know? oh. I don't like that. I, I, I like the classical vegan burgers, like uh, bean burgers, okay. something like that. French fries, <laughs> this kind of thing. Okay. And vegan ice cream. Yeah, course. definitely. So what did, what did you eat after your Hoodoo 500 victory? Oh. I don't remember the. Uh, I, I just remember I ate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, as I was saying, uh, a big protein shake. Uh, yeah. I like uh, <laughs> I like yeah. the protein shake. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, Giovanni, I'm curious. What motivates you and drives you? You've been riding since 2016 only. Well, the end of 2016. You could almost say beginning of 2017. Yeah. So really, it's just been three years going on to four years. Uh, 
you've done so yeah. much in such a short amount of time. Is it a person, a cause? What's going on in your mind that's pushing you to ride 15,000 miles every single year and sign it up for some of the most difficult ultra races in the world? Ah, first of all, this uh, urge to demonstrate that following uh, a vegan diet, you can accomplish uh, things uh, inside it. You, you can ride, you, you can be a strong cyclist uh, as the other one. Mm. Then I just love uh, to be on my bike. And uh, mm. uh, the, the longer, the, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really love it. I really love it. Then uh, my wife, uh, we met through cyclists. So my oh. wife, she loves cycling. Uh, and I like to, to make her uh, proud of me. <laughs> now, Giovanni, that's your I, I wife. I love her. I love her so much. So <laughs> when she's proud of me, yeah. I'm feeling good. That's, that's so cool, Giovanni. Does your wife also ride ultra races? No, 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 no. My wife, uh, we ride together uh, for fun. You know? she, she does a race. But she has no time because she's... Uh, full-time uh, doctor, she's a gastroenterologist, uh, she okay. works uh, uh, the VA at uh, Cleveland. Mm -hmm. and, uh, she, she has no time uh, to train uh, so on. But uh, on weekends, uh, Saturday and Sunday, we have our little ride, we have fun together. Oh, that's nice. Now, uh, Giovanni, uh, from one week to another, how long are your rides usually? You said you do some power workouts. I'd imagine those are on the shorter end. Uh, what, what's the typical distance or time? And then for your long rides, what does that look like? Uh, my typical distance for uh, each week is around uh, 350 miles, something like that. Because I go for kilometers. So it's all the way yeah. above uh, 500 kilometers. Mm. So yes, it's around 350, maybe sometimes 400. Mm. And uh, I, I like to go, um, I think for ultra cyclism, it's very good to train on uh, distances like 200 miles mm. or 150. Mm. So this is my, uh, these are my ideal distances when I'm getting ready for an ultra race. Right. Now, when it, comes to, when it comes to power training, what's, what's your favorite or the, uh, the structured workout that you enjoy the most to get your power? Uh, or a, a, a group ride with uh, fast uh, cyclists. <laughs> or uh, I go like one hour and that's two hours pushing. Uh, the, the, the most again. Mm. That, that's my, one of my favorites. Then during the winter, I do some uh, interval uh, training. Mm. What's, what's the interval workout that you dread the most, but you know you have to do because it works well? Uh, basically, I do two, two kinds of interval. One based on uh, uh, pure power uh, with short intervals. And uh, another one based more on uh, endurance. So it's two uh, intervals of uh, 30 minutes each. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, sure. I know you have a lot on your roadmap, so you don't want to let your competitors know too soon. You're no, no, it, it, it's not my, my job because I'm also a um, cycling coach. I, I get the, the license from uh, USA Cycling. Sure, you know, it's my job. Very interesting. So, how many uh, cyclists do you like to uh, train at one time? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, I I train. uh, I can have no no more than ten per month. Mm. I'm gonna be too much, and I like to follow them uh, very close, Mm. like uh, my students. My trainees, they can message me anytime and uh, I always call them back uh, as soon as I can. Mm, that's pretty good. Cool. For me, it's important to personalize the training mm. according to the version and to the goal of the that side now your your trainees your clients are they all ultra races or racers or no 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 absolutely i have no studies in uh, among my clients okay absolutely no they, they do endurance they do like uh, i have uh, uh, one in italy that uh, grand fondo mm. uh, long distance grand fondo but no no ultra races Okay. Now at the moment, I... uh, we'll see. We'll see later on. Right. You've you've come from Europe, from Italy. There's a lot of cycling out there, very strong cyclists on the global stage, both in UCI races, professionals, and also ultra races. I'm curious, who are your ultra cycling role models or inspirations? I have two that they are uh, very close friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, he was my first uh, ultra cycling teacher. Uh, his name is uh, Giuseppe De Giacomo. Mm. Uh, he's a very good cyclist. He was twice vice uh, ultra cycling champion uh, in Italy. Mm. And the other one is Walter uh, Di Cesare. And he's also, uh, he was my second teacher in ultra cycling. Then, uh, uh, I met uh, Fabio Biasiolo, and uh, he's to is uh, not a close friend as uh, the other two, but it's mm. like uh, one of my motivators. Mm. That's awesome. It's always nice to have somebody to look up to and to get some advice and mentoring. Now, along those lines, Giovanni, what are your tips for people? wanting to get started with ultra cycling, and perhaps maybe it's one of your students, what would you tell them? How do you get started with it? I think the best way to start with ultra cycling is, uh, first of all, to try this Everesting competition. Because hmm. it's a very good training for ultra cyclists. Then uh, to do some um, uh, 24 hours, or randomness, uh, that is a good plan. And then uh, to try. <laughs> when they feel ready, ju- just try. It's very important to get used to bike, uh, to ride uh, during the night. 
That's mm. very important. Because mm. night, uh, the first time can be scary. Wow. Really, especially if you're racing during the night. Mm. So it sounds like you quite enjoy the Everesting Challenge. And I know a neighboring country of yours had a strong rider by the name of Alberto Contador, who also recently did it this year, uh, July 7th. Yeah. And uh, so it sounds like it's, it's something that perhaps, uh, especially there in Europe and for somebody like you from Italy, people from Spain and, and nearby, it, it, it's become very uh, a nice challenge to do, especially during this pandemic. Uh, yeah, it, it's, mm, I have a strange uh, connection with the racing. Uh, yeah. uh, I think it's very fun if you do it uh, with uh, with friends mm. but can be very boring uh, if you do it alone i, I did uh, my american one alone and was very very boring to bike alone climbing going down it's not not really fun yeah. with the friends it's something that when you share with friends is very I miss the English word now, but it's very good for you. It's yeah. something you share with a friend. It's a big effort you share with a friend. So uh, it's very beautiful. And that's why lately um, I'm not doing an everything alone if it's, a, it's not on a, uh, if it's not a virtual one on Zwift. Because yeah, a virtual one, I'm at home. It uh, takes uh, less hours to complete it. It's mm. easier, but it's still a good training. So mm. yeah. I like it on Zwift. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is, has been a lot of uh, virtual riding this year, especially due to the pandemic, a lot yeah. of events being canceled or put online in a virtual manner. So I guess it will be good to get some virtual miles in for yourself as well, just in case more events are canceled. At least you'll have the mindset of a virtual racer. And I know even on the Hoodoo 500, there was a virtual option and we will be interviewing some of those racers as well. But you know, going back to your race, just again, a big congratulations because it was a very difficult uh, race this year with the weather conditions. But uh, man, you, it looks like you just had a fantastic crew and you had a wonderful time. And so I'm very happy for you. And we look forward to following your journey as you continue to compete in some of these large, uh, very prominent ultra races in the U.S. And again, well, welcome to the U.S. And I guess this is a nice welcoming for you to be able to win uh, just in about a year's time since you've been here. And so before we wrap up our time together, Giovanni, and we'll look forward to having you on the show again for one of your other races, I just have a few short questions to end on a fun note, sprint to the finish line. First question I have for you, Giovanni, is when is your next long training ride and how long will it be? Uh, my, my next uh, long training ride uh, will be a uh, virtual event. Okay. And it will be um, as soon as it's going to be very good be at Inoayo, so this end. Mm. Okay. Very I'm good. not planning to do very long rides uh, until that, okay. that time. Maybe I'm going for 150 miles uh, in October. I'm, I'm not sure. Mm. 
Hmm. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Okay, Giovanni, how would you rate yourself in terms of bicycle maintenance? On a scale of one to 10, 10 being excellent, are you very good at maintaining and cleaning and lubing your bike and changing out the chains and the tires and all that? Uh, I can give me uh, a good uh, seven. Seven? Seven, maybe eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but uh, I won't do good today. Uh, okay. I think uh, cool. I'm going to take some uh, courses for mechanical uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on my budget. Yeah, I think that's important, especially if you are an ultra cyclist, to know perfectly all the mechanics of uh, your budget. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, that's cool that you're willing to learn more. I'm sure others aren't so uh, inclined to do that. Giovanni, what's your favorite dream? Uh, what's, your, what's your dream bicycle? My dream bicycle, uh, I'm getting a titanium frame. My next bicycle. So uh, now that's my, my dream to get this uh, titanium frame and to, to have that one with air but uh-huh. <laughs> finally. <Yes. laughs> I think to my head, let's go. Yeah, I think after winning the Hoodoo 500, Giovanni, you deserve some aero bars. So I, I hope you... Yeah, no, I, I, I did that by second bicycle. You're getting to the finish line and you have this fear. Oh, now something is, happen, is going to happen to my bicycle and I have to resign. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's very true. That's no good. You, you will need another one. You need a backup. So um, it'll yeah. be easy to sell it to your wife and easy to convince her to support your decision to get another one. Nice Italian frame. Uh, bars. <laughs> uh, we are already planning it. I think I'm going to order it uh, next week after the Lamborghini. Oh, perfect. Yeah, no, sounds good. <laughs> Okay, Giovanni, who would you want to nominate for a future episode? Is there somebody that uh, has inspired you or a story that you'd love to learn more about? Maybe it's one of your mentors? Uh, okay, uh, my American mentor, Kathy Schumacher, uh, wants to nominate I also, you, you talked about the, the, the virtual Udu, and uh, I have the honor uh, to, to know one uh, of the guys, I think he won at the Vistro Ludo, uh, Tom Fanning. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so we'll be having Tom. Yeah, sure. Okay, so yeah, we'll we, uh, we, I had the honor to to ride with him uh, once this year. Oh, so okay. Was it in a race? I want to greet him. Yeah. No, no, no. We, we had uh, uh, with uh, my club, we had the uh, long distance ride in Cleveland. He gave me a in Cleveland, uh, and we we rode together uh, ah, with with the, with the club. So both of you in the same. That, uh, she's in a college. She had uh, close to to Cleveland, okay. so he came to visit uh, his daughter and uh, to ride together. That's pretty cool. So two two similar ultra cyclists from the Cleveland, Ohio area. That's very exciting. Maybe one day we'll see. Uh, uh, Tom is from uh, Michigan. Oh, okay. Oh, so Ah, I see. Okay. Very cool. But yeah, a very uh, a strange coincidence because we will have Tom on the show. And so I'll tell him that you send your greetings as well. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Jensen. Yeah, Giovanni, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you again. Uh, congratulations on a well-deserved victory this year. 
we'll look forward to seeing what you do in the in the years to come and look forward to having you back on the show again again you're our first italian ultra racer on the show and i'm sure there'll be many others uh but until then i suppose you would say adio <laughs> no ciao ciao no ciao. idea ciao uh, okay. ciao yeah <laughs> what's the Thank what's you the no, adieu is like goodbye when you, you're going away forever. Ah, ciao, so. ciao is bye. Okay, We're going to meet the kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for letting me know, Giovanni. And uh, yeah, thank you for, for just uh, sharing yeah. your experience with us. It was a lot of fun. And so until next time, ciao. <laughs> ciao. Thank you so much again. It was an honor. It was an honor for me to be guested in your podcast. Thank Absolutely. you so much, everyone at home. Thank you for tuning in to this episode with Giovanni Prosperi. It was a real pleasure. I hope you had a fun speaking and learning from him. Look forward to having your own story on the podcast if you ever have a story to share. But until next time, everyone, keep spinning ultra. Thank <laughs> you.